Good evening. Hope everybody's doing well today. I uh, thought I would have a little intro music as uh, instead of watching me sitting here going through my uh, phone trying to get everything posted. So I thought I'd give everybody a little something to listen to for a second while I did that. But I do hope everybody's had a good day today. And yes, I'm here at the church. It's no green screen. I'm actually here at the church and uh, uh, miss being here and uh, seeing everybody. So I thought I would stream live. And two, uh, for whatever reason, I've noticed that um, whenever I stream on Wednesday evenings, the uh, Facebook uh, wants to shut down and our website uh, wants to shut down. So, uh, uh, you know, it doesn't do it on Sunday nights. It doesn't do it in, when I do my devotions in the morning. For whatever reason, it does it on Wednesday. So I'm wondering, uh, Brandy and I uh, have a theory that perhaps maybe where we're at, uh, where everybody gets on, gets home from work, everybody's jumping online, and it's just causing it to crash. So I thought, well, maybe if I do it from here at the church, maybe it has a stronger uh feed and uh, it might might have better results. So it's just a little experiment to see uh, uh, what might happen. Plus, I thought it'd be fun just to uh, do it here at the church, even though there's nobody here. I don't know what I'll do without seeing Richie Green laying, sitting over here asleep and uh, a few others. But uh, so I just said that because I saw Richie Green was watching on, uh, on social media. But anyway, uh, if you have any prayer concerns, be sure to put those in the comments so we can address those here momentarily. Do have some good news uh, that, uh, and I'll, I'll remind everybody again at the end of uh, our teaching, uh, we will be having church uh, this Sunday here inside uh, of our facilities or building here. At uh, from a, We'll have one service from 11 to 12. We encourage you to wear a mask uh, if all possible, but uh, that is uh, entirely up to you. But try to be respectful. Try to uh, have some social distancing, but Lord willing, uh, we plan on being here. Uh, we'll have the praise team, and uh, we'll have uh, uh, Dr. Vic Young bringing the morning message. However, uh, that evening at 6 o'clock, I'll still be doing service online, uh, and so uh, uh, because of my uh, uh, immune system, which I do not have, <laughs> lack thereof, uh, I will have to do it from uh, from home. So, but uh, so it'll take a little time, I, I guess, to get us back to where we want to be. But hey, at least we're trying to make an effort and trying to do something. So praise the Lord for that. So don't forget this Sunday at eleven o'clock, uh, from eleven to twelve. We'll also uh, be on ninety eight point five WTFM as well as uh, streaming live on the website. But we will be actually here in the church uh, this Sunday. So be come on out, and uh, so you don't want to worry about the heat or the rain or the cold or the whatever and so come on out ring your mask and uh for several of you uh we would prefer a paper bag if you cut out eye holes uh, that would do us a lot of it might help a lot of people so of course i say that in jest i'm just kidding but uh but anyway if you want to turn your bibles to john chapter 1 verse 14 john chapter 1 verse 14 Give everybody just a second to turn there. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory as the of the Son of can't read tonight. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Let me read that one more time since I messed that up. <laughs> and give reading John 1 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son, from the Father, full of grace and truth. There we go. And uh, Mr. Ledford said there's an echo. That's because in this sanctuary, uh, Mr. Ledford, it is a bad echo. It's not nothing I can do uh, as far as the sound goes unless I go to a small room. But uh, it is... Uh, echoing bad in a sanctuary where it's so large, so I apologize. But uh, but anyhow, uh, let me thank here. Um, be praying for Thelma Thompson and uh, be praying for her uh, healing. Uh, be praying for uh, Kim Penix. Uh, be praying for Ginger Hood. Uh, be praying for Wendy Lee. Um, uh, let's see here, Verda Campbell, her sister, and uh, Richard Campbell's father. Um, 
I'm trying to thank you all else. Um, there's quite a few uh, that uh, had prayer requests and concerns and unspoken concerns. And uh, I know Angie Watson had a, a prayer concern for her grandchild. And um, so be sure to lift all those up. And if there's any others uh, on here, then uh, uh, be sure write those in. And if I don't get to them, then all of us can come together and, and pray over those uh, concerns. So let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful and beautiful day that you blessed us with. Thank you so much for your grace and your mercy, your love, your joy, your peace overflowing. Lord, we just want to uh, praise your holy name, and uh, Lord, just thank you for all that you do for us. Lord, I just want to lift up all the prayer requests and concerns I receive daily. Uh, Lord, I pray that you be with Angie Watson's uh, grandchild, Lord. You bring uh, healing uh, upon this little baby. Uh, Lord, I pray that you be with Kim Penix. You bring healing upon her, and I pray that you be with Ginger Hood and Troy. And uh, Lord, I pray that you'll be with uh, Wendy Leach. You bring healing upon her. I pray that you be with Thelma Thompson, Lord. You bring uh, peace for Ron and healing upon her and uh, Lord I just pray that uh, uh, you be with so many uh, other prayer concerns be with Roger Winters Mr. Murph Lord that we know we uh, we hope he knows how much we love him and appreciate and miss him and uh, Lord just pray to bring healing upon him and uh, Lord just be with us lead God and what you'll protect us in Jesus name I pray amen all right well uh, again there's uh, several that are just now tuning in and, and yes I know there's a, there's an echo uh, like I said if there was a lot of people in here, if I was in a smaller room, uh, then obviously the, the echo wouldn't be uh, as near as bad or if at all. So just bear with me uh, this evening. I'm just trying something trying something a little different, a little new uh, this evening. And uh, for those who are just tuning in, I just want to remind everybody we're going to have uh, church inside uh, here in the sanctuary from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. So be sure and uh, join us uh, right here in the sanctuary. You won't, you won't be in the elements. You will not be in the sun. You will not be in the cold. You will not be in the rain. Uh, you will be should hopefully be all comfy and uh, happy. And we'll have our praise team back. But I tell you, though, I just say this because uh, uh, of uh, my dad. But I, but he is think he has done an excellent job uh, with his music and the songs he's written. And I uh, tell you what, uh, we are blessed to uh, to have uh, someone as talented as my father to be able to bring music and to uh, speak like he has outdoors. So I praise God for that, and I'm gonna to miss that love or praise team and look forward to hearing them as well they're very talented i know they're they're itching to get back uh, uh into the swing of things and uh so remember we'll be back in here we do encourage you to wear a mask if all possible and uh, we'd appreciate that and uh, we do encourage uh, social distancing uh till we figure out what's uh, what's going on here but uh so that's uh, from 11 to 12 still be on 98.5 wtfm still be on the website still be on social media lord willing and plan on doing all that so uh, praise the lord for that um, let's see. That was the main biggest uh, announcement. Again, of course, like I said, uh, for those who are just tuning in, I'll still continue to do Sunday night and Wednesday evening uh, online service. Uh, we'll still do that for a little while, at least through the summer, uh, until uh, kind of see what's, what, how things are going because of my lack of uh, immunity. But, uh, huh. Well... Hmm. For some reason, it's repeating everything that I'm saying that uh, my father just told me. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what I want to do. For those watching on the website, give me just one second. I'm going to shut down and restart and see what happens, okay? So give me just a second. For those watching on social media, uh, give me a second. <laughs> Okay, give me just one second here. Uh, said that uh, something's not working right on the website, so give me just one second. So yeah, thank goodness Facebook's not doing that. But uh, let me uh, give me just a second here. Let y'all look at my pretty face for a second while I do this. Give me just one second. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad it's not echoing on the Facebook. But they, uh, Dad said they just sent me a text that's repeating everything. One second here. Don't know what's going on, why it is doing that. So, how's everybody today? <laughs> Richard Kohlberg's watching. Ken Pink says no echo. 
Hello, Randy Jones. Uh, Dr. Soto's watching. Dave says he hopes he can be there. Tish is watching. Good to see Tish. Congratulations on her son graduating uh, uh, high school. Bosco, hello, Matt, Matt, Matt. Uh, let's see. Jamie Arnold. Whoa, what in the world? I have no idea what just happened. That is weird. I don't know what just happened. Some weird screen just come up and said uh, uh, no hardware issues found. That ain't good. <laughs> okay. Jamie Lynn Arnold. Uh, hello, friend. Hello, back. Uh, Joe Reed Hammett's watching. Uh, but uh, Mr. Ledford. Hi. My mother-in-law, Angela Presnell. Roger Winters. Uh, Mike Clark's watching. Hello, Mr. Clark. Richie Green uh, put his profile picture on there, obviously. And uh, <laughs> all right, let's try this again. Let's see here. Give me just a second here to bring this back up. All righty, give me one second. All righty. Okay. All right, let's try this again. Okay. Texting my father to try it again now. All right. If somebody could text uh, or if somebody can look on um, the website for me, let me know if it's still doing that uh, repeating everything. Oh, no. I just hit something. Uh, see if it's still repeating. Oh, I just hit Okay. See if it's still repeating everything that I'm saying. Let me know, please. Let me know in the comments or text me. And uh, something's still not acting right. Now it acts like there's a delay. I do not know what's going on with this thing. I don't know. But let me, if somebody could look for me on YouTube or the website and let me know if it's still working correctly. Let me know, please. So I know whether to start and start again. Stop and start again. Give me a second here, so I apologize. I don't know. Testing. Look, there's a delay. It's like when I say something here, it looked like a Chinese uh, Chinese movie. It's like I can see my lips moving, and then words are coming out. I don't know. If somebody could double check that for me, please. Let me know what it be saying. I'd appreciate it. Yeah, high tech stuff's a pain. I can see through the phone. Website is still echoing. Huh. I don't know. That is really weird. I hate that. Yeah, it's echoing. I wonder, I wonder if it's because I'm in here. We can fix that. Let's try something here. Come with me, children. <laughs> Let's try something here. I don't know if this will work or not. Let's see. Is this still... If it's worth the sanctuary, if it's still doing it... How about now? Well, I need to get up there to the office and try it. I started doing it up there anyway. Let me know. I hate these delays. Still repeating. I apologize, guys and gals. I'm sorry. Having some severe technical problems. I don't know why it is repeating. That don't make any sense. Give me a second. Let me get up here and see if maybe... That might make a difference. I don't know if it will or not. Still double talking. Huh. Darn it. Oh, Juanita said it did it on devotions this morning, so it must not be anything in here if it did it on devotions this morning. Hmm. I'm sorry, guys. Hate when I'm wasting time when you should be having church service. Let me try one more thing and see if that'll make a difference. I don't know if it will or not, but let me see. Now that you've had a little tour of the church. 
me see something here. Let me try one second here. One second, let me try something. Oh, uh, no, it's off. But am I being the... Give me a second here. Yeah, I know what Joy thinks. I know it's probably good on the uh, on the phone. I'm talking about on the um, yeah. That's what I'm trying to do, Richard. Is trying to see if I can if I need to mute something here. Hold on, I'm trying to get the volume mixer to open. No, it's all muted. Hmm. Let me try this here. Hold on. How about now? Does anybody know if it's how it's doing now? Let me see here. Let me try. I don't know if I, I, I did. Uh, let's see here. Hold on, give me a second. I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to get this uh, to working right. Let me see. Let me know, is it still, go on the website and let me know what y'all think, if it's still doing that. Ah, uh, that ain't gonna work. Hold on a second, let me see. Yep. Let me know what y'all think, if it's still doing that. Testing, still echoing. Darn it. I tell you what, the old devil has been a pain in my rear end all day today. I ain't gonna lie to you. Let me try something else here. How about now? Is it still echoing now? Let me know how that does. Just wonder if that made any difference or not. I changed the camera. See if that's doing anything or not. I apologize, guys, for the delay. I don't know why it's doing this. I really don't. Let me see here. Test it. Don't know, guys. I really, I don't know what to do. I honestly don't know what to do or what how to fix it. That's the weirdest thing in the world. It's been working good up to this point. I don't make any sense at all why it's doing that. I'm trying to look and see real quick. I'm sorry. I'm gonna try one more thing. If not, I was gonna have to just try to do the lesson. It's just gonna have to be what it's gonna be. That's all I can do. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to do, guys. I apologize. I really, really apologize for the delay. I apologize that it's not wanting to work correctly. And I am doing the best me can. Testing one, two, three. Trying to see here. I don't know. I don't know what else to do, guys. I apologize. I really, really apologize for the delay. I apologize. I can see it's still doing it. I don't know. I don't have a clue why it's doing what it's doing. Uh, don't make any sense. Don't know. All I can do is just keep on keeping on. I apologize, guys and gals. 
Just have to just uh, push forward. I apologize. We've wasted uh, too much time as it is. And uh, let me try look at one more thing right here. Let's see here. I don't know. I'm sorry. I honestly don't know what to do. I, for those on social media, I apologize. David, it could be the weather. I don't know. I, I don't, it just doesn't make any sense at all whatsoever. Um, it should uh, have had this problem. Uh, it's uh, don't know because uh, I even tried the uh, internal camera to see if that might be the problem, but. They was doing the same thing with that. Oh, Martin, Mr. Lefford says it sounds good now. So, okay, well, let's get started. And I apologize sincerely uh, for the delay. And uh, so let's go ahead and dive into God's Word this evening. Now, we're going to look at uh, Hebrews. Uh, we're going to look at chapter uh, 7, uh, verses 11 through 20 is what we're going to look at this evening. But before I get started this evening, uh, something I feel the need to address and uh, is the um, uh, Jonathan Steingard from the uh, group Hawk Nelson come out today and uh, claims that um, he no longer believes in God. And of course, uh, his little bandmates get on there and say that, uh, oh, we support him and we just love him. And uh, he is just the most, you know, we're, we're still uh, going to be an inspiration to all. Well, you know, you can't have a Christian band and then have somebody in there, particularly your lead singer, that is an atheist. That is just an oxymoron. I just, that's insanity. Uh, you can still pray for him. You can show love and compassion for him. But uh, if they had any sense whatsoever, they said, well, I'm sorry. You can no longer be in this band if you're not going to be a Bible-believing Christian. Which, you know, so then that begs the question, what is this band's beliefs? If they're willing to overlook an atheistic viewpoint, uh, you know that that uh, that's concerning, you know. And it, you know, he in in this article, I don't know how many people saw it or read it. Now, I'll be honest with you, I'm not real familiar with Hawk Nelson. Uh, I've heard the name. I couldn't tell you one song they've ever done. I may have heard it, didn't realize who it was. But um, you know, it, what troubles me, what really bugs me, is that uh, the news seems to really focus. This isn't the first time I've seen this come out. Uh, here, uh, not too long ago, there's another band. You know, it seems like every so often you hear another Christian band. It's almost as if, or well, of course, the media revels in that. This is on People magazine. They, 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 they look forward to that and get giddy uh, when they think somebody's renounced their Christianity. And he said that uh, in this article, uh, Mr. Steingard writes in there that, uh, or said in the interview. Uh, that he uh, uh, didn't understand all the suffering in the world and that if God, which is atypical uh, of law, those who claim to not to be believers, is, um, uh, you know, if there's, while they're suffering in the world, why if there's a God, he allows us to happen, that uh, the... Uh, that, uh, uh, the Bible was written by men who were um, uh, were just as screwed up as he is, and that uh, if he can't trust the Bible, then he can't believe that there is a God. Well, you know... The, here's the thing that really bugs me. All right, first of all, it bugs me that uh, you know. Well, he also says in there too that uh, where he was raised, uh, everybody had to be saved, and everybody uh, had to, to sing or, or you know sing praises to God. And he felt like it was uh, a fallacy. My my point is, it makes me wonder if he was ever even saved. You know, you, once you're saved, once you have given your life to Jesus Christ, that when you have that call of repentance, when you have that, that when you see that repentance, that change of heart, that change of mind, and that change of doing things, and based on what he is saying in this interview, I wonder question if he ever truly accepted Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior. You can't renounce something that you never accepted in the first place, and. It is things like this, and there's a reason why, and we're going to jump into Hebrews here in a minute, but it's things like this that is detrimental, uh, well, I'll say detrimental, but it hurts uh, Christianity. It hurts uh, our walk, uh, well, not our witness, not our walk, but our witness, rather. I'll get out here in a second. Uh, getting, uh, I'm aggravated and upset, so I <laughs> can't think straight. But um, 
uh, it hurts our witness as Christians. And see, this is what the world wants. This is what the world loves. And um, it probably wouldn't surprise me if you don't come out as gay or something. I mean, really, uh, that, that's uh, the, uh, uh, the, the bottom line. A lot of times when they want to live a life that uh, they know will not be accepted, particularly in God's eyes, uh, then they all of a sudden they turn their back on God. Now, he may not, and it's hope that he don't. He needs our prayers, first and foremost. He needs our prayers. But people... You know, one thing we've been talking about here in Hebrews is when one man sinned, all right, Adam, when one man sinned, sin entered the world, thus we are all born with the disease of sin. And because as a result of that sin, we're going to have suffering. Evil is, evil things are going to happen. That, that's, you know, if we want free will, uh, and he even throws that in there in this, in this article uh, in regards to uh, free will that uh, he, you know, he don't uh, buy into that. Uh, you know, there is... Satan is, has a certain amount of power. He's only, he can only do as much as God will allow him to do. And what we see in regards to these evil and heinous actions are really a tip of the iceberg to the spiritual sin that God sees, the abhor, abhorrent, uh, horrible, disgusting things that God sees. Yes, could God wipe all that off uh, to destroy it all? Yes, and he will one day. Remember that the rapture is going to come at one point in time. After the rapture will come the second coming. I, like I've told you before, I had a guy argue with me that uh, the rapture and second coming were one and the same, and that's not true. There are two separate events. But there will be a second coming. There will be Armageddon. There, these things are going to take place and going to happen. God will uh, rectify these things. God will have justice. God will uh, make sure that these things are taken care of. All right. So it is going to happen one day. Yeah, we're, may, we may or may not see it in our lifetime, but these things are going to happen. And the fact that him, him trying to say that the Bible uh, was written by men uh, who are screwed up as he is, well, apparently he doesn't understand the inspiration of the Word of God, all right? We know that the Word of God was inspired. God breathed. Were these men perfect? No, but he allowed their personalities. They were not some kind of uh, animatronic, uh, you know, automatons. They were able to use their personalities to, uh, to be expressed as, they, as the Word of God was being written, but God, who is perfect, God, who is infallible, was able to breathe through these men so that his word could be written. We know that God's word is true. We know that God does not lie. We, we discussed that just right here in Hebrews where it literally says God does not lie. So, uh, you know, uh, so for him to say this shows his lack of education, his lack of understanding of biblical principles and what we know and hold to be true. God has revealed himself through creation. God has revealed himself through his son, Jesus Christ. God has revealed himself through a myriad of ways. The fact that, you know, we've discussed this before, too, and how prophecies, the fact that one single prophecy uh, is uh, the, the, the astronomical uh, ability for one prophecy to be fulfilled uh, is far beyond anything that we can comprehend. Uh, just like I said before, uh, the the illustration, and, and Dad used this illustration here uh, Sunday before last, that uh, if you were to fill uh, all of the state of Texas uh, with silver dollars, knee deep, and you were to, to fly over uh, the state of Texas in a helicopter, somebody threw a coin out and said for you to go and find that coin and dropped you off in the middle of Texas, the chances of you finding that coin are the same chances of one prophecy to come true, but yet we see prophecy after prophecy after prophecy after prophecy after prophecy come through and come true. And, you know, so, it, you know, it, I'm really uh, ticked off at these so-called uh, Christian musicians renouncing God. And um, it, it hurts our witness. And it makes those out there in the world look at us and say, well, see, even, even their own are giving up on themselves. And so that's why it's even more so that we have to stand up for what is true. We have to stand up for what is right. And we have to speak the truth in love. We have to stand up for God's word. We have to be able to give a strong defense. So that, you know, that's one reason why we do these studies like we're doing in Hebrews. So that we can have that strong defense. So that we, when people question us, and they, they maybe they're questioning uh, if God is real, if God is true, uh, that we can give that proper defense. You know, we look here in, in Hebrews this evening, you know, we look at how 
these high priests, uh, how they adhere to the civil civil law, the moral law, uh, and, and that um, uh, you know these things that they thought were going to uh, attain righteousness. And so, and, and we see that today. You know, there's a lot of people who turn their back on Christianity uh, because so many uh, all they want to do is uh, they think uh, like the uh, Lutheran Church that you have to uh, uh, have faith and works in order to attain perfection uh, and in order to get into heaven. And it is by grace, by faith, that we are saved. It's nothing that we can do. It's not by our works. It's nothing that we can do to earn our merit into heaven. It is grace through faith. And I think so many people, uh, they, they see uh, these, these legalistic standards of, of having to have your hair a certain way or dress a certain way. You know, and that was uh, the, the norm, I think, for a lot of years. That's why we had a lot of people come here to Fountain Life Bible Church because they were rejected at other churches. And I think you see that still to a certain extent. I don't think you see it as much as you used to uh, because now you have uh, traditional service and contemporary service. You have two services, one for the um, legalistic people who want to think you have to wear a suit and tie, and then they have another one for those who want to dress like we do here you know that's what you usually see and you know, i'm not putting these churches down but that's you know let's just get down to the the, the nitty-gritty that's really what what it boils down to but uh, i think now it's not so much um the legalistic that are turning people off uh from christianity which is part of it i think what a lot of people get turned off is these mega churches these seeker sensitive they're tired of the fluff they're tired of the entertainment they're tired of not hearing the truth of the word of god uh, you know there's so many churches nothing more than uh, me and Dad's talk, we've talked about this on several occasions so many churches around here are nothing but just hallelujah barns and it's, it's all about invoking an emotion uh there's no real apologetics there's no real meat there's no real truth and, that, and that's what the writer of hebrews was was getting upset with uh, that we're studying uh, right now was that they were dull of hearing that they um, uh, they were still on milk when they should have been on meat and that's the problem with so many Christians today is that uh, uh, so many are are on milk and not on meat and that when they're questioned when the, when it comes to the things of the Bible or the gospel they can't answer it so many have compromised on the word of God that uh, they, they have compromised with the world they have a God of their own making it's not the God of the Bible it's a God of their own making so they can feel so they could justify their sins so they can be accepted by those around us so many people are looking for re for real you know that's one thing here at Fountain Life Bible Church uh, is, is that we are to see the lost saved to see the saved grow and to be real. And one thing's for sure, if you come to this church, you're going to hear the whole word of God preached. You're going to hear the inspired, inerrant, efficient, sufficient word of God being taught and being preached from this very pulpit, whether from myself or from my father, you will hear that. It's not going to be an old fluff. You've heard dad joke around about how people say that uh, uh, he likes finesse. Well, you know, I think the, the problem is too many churches are sugarcoating the gospel because they don't want to hurt other people's feelings. And so as a result, you have a whole generation or, or, uh, of individuals that attend church and uh, they, they, they're not getting any, um, uh, any uh, real sincerity. You know, they come in and think, man, this is it. You know, this, I can be entertained at the movies. I can be entertained at a concert. I don't need to come here at church and be entertained. That's the problem. Too many people have turned the church into an entertainment uh, industry. That's why you have all these big mega churches. That's why you've got this, uh, 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 oh, what's the, this, that's new church they got here in town. Anyway, I can't remember the name of it. It's just all a bunch of fluff. Uh, we need to get back to the whole word of God. We have to get back to the fundamentals of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have to get back to those things that will help us grow in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. We have to get back to the word of God. And, you know, the thing is, 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 it's not going to be popular. See, that's the problem with too many churches. They want to be popular with the world. We are called to be set apart from the world, not to be part of the world. All right, set apart. We are, you know, do you understand what that means? We have to be set apart from the world. We have to be the salt of the earth to preserve those things that are holy, that are honorable, that are, are, are glorifying unto God the Holy Spirit, God the Father. We have to be, uh, to, to do those things. And so many churches don't do that. And so you have these individuals like this, this uh, Steingard from Hawk Nelson who question 
the validity of the gospel, uh, who question uh, the validity of God, who have never probably who probably never sat under true teaching of the gospel uh, to understand uh, why the gospel was written, who the apostles really were, what they suffered for, what the disciples went through, all these different things. Uh, you know, we we see um, how God used uh, men who were fallible, but used them in mighty ways, despite uh, just like even King David. I was reading my early, my morning devotions this morning here. Uh, he, what he did with Bathsheba and killing her husband off, but God still used him. Even though he brought the sword down upon his home, uh, there was consequences. God still used him in a mighty way. We see, you know, and you can look at even science. You know, some people want to say that Christians don't use science in their understanding uh, of, uh, of our world. But you can look at the law of thermodynamics. Things wind down. They don't wind up. So the the the, the fact that something can uh, start a primordial ooze uh, and for cells to to join together to create uh, you know a, 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 an amoeba that amoeba uh, went on to become a lizard or a fish. That fish become a lizard. That the lizard grew. I mean, it doesn't work. It doesn't happen that way. Even in manipulated circumstances, it doesn't happen. A bird is still a bird. A bird. You do find no transition between a bird and a and a lizard. You don't find a transition between a lizard and a dog. It, it is a lizard is still a lizard. There is um, a, a microscopic evolution that we can see on a microscopic scale, but a micro macro a, a large scale uh, you don't see that it, 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 so we see these things that need to be taught in the church we see these things that need to be given a strong defense even the cells design our DNA the way that it is written uh, it, it takes uh, it had to take uh, someone who uh, a, a creator uh, to write the intricacies of our own very uh, core for our, our DNA uh, so there has to be a God uh, so the fact that this individual is trying to say that there is no God, uh, this uh, uh, Jonathan Steingard from Hawk Nelson, he's an idiot. I mean, I just no other way to put it. Uh, he is an idiot. And for him to fly in the face of God, uh, is uh, he should be trembling in fear uh, of what, uh, what he is saying. Let's pray for this individual. The God of this world has blinded this man. The God of this world has deceived this man, and he's bought into that lie. Uh, you know, I don't know what he thinks, uh, hopes to accomplish. What he he said he he said he felt like uh, he was climbing out of the darkness by saying that he is denying God. Uh, no, what he has done is crawl further back into darkness. Uh, he has not come out of it. And so the remember the, the devil can appear as an angel of light. So he is actually he has deceived this man and many others like him. So we need to be. Those uh, uh, those light uh, that light to this world of darkness. We need to show Jesus Christ to everyone we come across, and to be able to give that strong and defense to everyone we meet. And you know, so that uh, those who question us, who question God, who question salvation, who question, that we don't get mad, that we don't get angry, we don't get aggravated, but we're able to give a defense. We're able to explain the things of Jesus Christ to these individuals, and under with the understanding, we can't force anybody to change. All we can do is explain what Jesus Christ did on the cross for them, for us. Explain to them the things of God, the fact that he sent his only son. Explain those things to these individuals. And, and then that's up to them to accept or to reject. And then all we can do is say, hey, that if, they, if everybody rejects it, at least we know we've done our part, and not one person will ever have the excuse to, get, to stand before God Almighty and say, nobody ever told me. So for these individuals to still claim to be a Christian man, to embrace this individual who has rejected God, I hope, you know, I, I hope nobody ever listens to another song that they, they play. It is uh, it has really bothered me today. Uh, I told Dad, I said, I hope you don't mind. I said, we're going to talk about Hebrews this evening. But I said, I just would like to address that to a certain extent because uh uh, because it has made uh, the rounds on social media, it's making the rounds in the news, and uh, I feel like it needs to be something that needs to be talked about. And uh, hopefully uh, what I've said has made some sense. Hopefully uh, what I've said has uh, uh, brought some understanding, maybe to someone who's watching or listening, uh, to uh, uh, about this topic. 
you know, our world is evil. Our world is corrupt. You know, it's very sad in, uh, in uh, was it uh, Michigan or, or Minnesota where the African-American man, uh, the police officer, uh, kept his knee on his neck too long and he died and there were riots going on. And, uh, you know, we do live in an evil, cruel, and uh, out-of-control world. And it's only going to get worse before God comes back. And that's why it's important that we spread the gospel. That's why it's important that we share Jesus with every single person we come across, with every single person we meet. Let's quit the fluff. Let's quit the sugarcoating, all right? We, yes, we need to speak the truth in love. Understand that. Uh, we need to speak that in love uh, in a kind way. We don't want to get in the face of somebody and beat them with a family Bible. I'm not saying that. But uh, we need to stand our ground. We need to quit compromising. We need to show love. We need to show understanding. We need to show compassion, sympathy, and empathy. Yes, all those things are true. But uh, at the same time, we don't compromise with the world. And if people hate you, and if they call you names, whoop-de-doo. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I, I've never understood that immediately when somebody starts calling you names, that all of a sudden, as Christians, we'll say, Oh, I am so sorry. I am loving, and I am kind, and I am wonderful. You know, guys, come on. Who cares if somebody calls you a name? Who cares if they call you a bigot or a hate monger or whatever it may be? Let them call you names. You know, what's the old adage? Sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Let them call. See, that's what they want to use to get you riled up, to get you mad, to get you angry. They want to do that. And so that's when you have to step back and say, no, I ain't falling for that. Here's the truth. You do what you want to with it. You mock, you make fun, you name call, and go on. That's all we can do. But it's a sad set of affairs when you have these these um, bands. Like I said, I never even heard of Hawk Nelson. I, this, the name sounds familiar. But uh, there's a lot of people out there who may follow them. And when they hear this kind of thing, then imagine these kids and teenagers, young adults, whoever lists these people, uh, they may be questioning their faith now as a result. And that's what hurts. That's what's detrimental. That's why we got to pray that uh, this, this little turkey hasn't caused, caused any uh, irreparable damage and, and caused someone to fall away. And uh, he will have to answer uh, in a big way if he has, uh, without a doubt. Let's go ahead and dive into what time we have left. I, I apologize uh, for the uh, uh, the delay and trying to get the word out this evening. Uh, the devil just attacking hard. They hadn't had any problems with this camera. And, uh, well, of course, they said it was this morning. No, I wasn't aware of that. They said it was echoing this morning. If I had known that, I could have monkeyed around with it a little more. I wasn't aware. But anyway, let's go ahead and look at Hebrews chapter 7, verses 11 through 20. Uh, now, perfection had been attainable through the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law. What further need would there have been for another priest to arise after the order of Melchizedek, rather than one named after the order of Aaron? For when there is a change to the priesthood, there is necessarily a change, necessarily, I can't read tonight, I don't know what's the matter with me, necessarily a change in the law as well. For the, for the one of whom these things are spoken belong to one another, to another tribe, from which no one has ever served at that altar. For it is evident that our Lord was descended from Judah, and in connection with the tribe, Moses said nothing about priests. This becomes even more evident when another priest arises in, all, in the likeness of Melchizedek, who has become priest not on the basis of a legal requirement concerning bodily descent, but by the power of an indestructible life, for it is witnessed of him. You are priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. For on the one hand, a former commandment is set aside because of its weakness and uselessness. For the law made nothing perfect, but on the other hand, a better hope is introduced through which he, we draw near to God. And it was not without an oath, for those who were formerly become priests were made such without an oath. All right. As me old Pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. All right. Let's go ahead and have a quick word of prayer. Therefore, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love, your joy, your peace. Lord, help us uh, to stand true uh, by your word. Guide us, lead us, direct us in all things for your glory. Give us wisdom and discernment. Lord, let this word be applicable to our lives and let us use it to uh, further our spiritual growth. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so, you know, um, uh, start out with a little illustration here I thought was interesting. Uh, back in the early 1900s, uh, there was this um, 
Russian soldier who was, uh, to, was uh, standing guard. And he was questioned as to why he was standing guard in this particular place. He said, well, because I'm following orders. Well, the individual who questioned, uh, this is like in a remote place, uh, in the middle of nowhere, and, and uh, they were questioning as to why he was uh, standing guard where he was at. So they, they questioned the, the one above him. Well, they didn't know. They questioned the one above him, finally got to the czar, and uh, he wasn't real sure as to why this, he, this, this soldier was guarding where he was at either. Come to find out, in 1776, Catherine the Great had posted a guard over her rose bushes. And, uh, but however, those rose bushes had been dead for over 80 years, but no one <laughs> dared to mention that they no longer needed to stand guard over that particular place and area. So they were actually standing guard over nothing. But so that's, you know, and the reason behind that illustration is that we see how sometimes tradition and uh, uh, how we um, uh, look at history, how we look at uh, uh, what we're told to do without really questioning it. Uh, we, you know, in regards to what we're, we're discussing this evening, in regards to the Jews and talking to the priests, they were so steeped in their tradition. They were so steeped in their religion that it was very hard for them to change, I understand. It's something that they've been doing, uh, you know, just think that um, after the time of Melchizedek and Abraham, that over 500 years uh, had transpired uh, before Moses and uh, the tribe of Levi and, and how these things were set up and set into place. And so they just become set in their ways. They become, you know, used to, this is how we do things. You know, just like the soldier, this is how we do things. Nobody ever dared to question it. So, you know, that's, this was ingrained and set into place. And so uh, that was the problem here, you know, is that um, uh, when they think, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are, who are seeped into religion, all right, and when I say religion, that could be, uh, uh, we could paint a broad brush in a lot of ways. I'm not saying a Christian, uh, per se, but in religion, a lot of people have some a lot of weird ideas and way of doing things that isn't true. And so for them to try to change their direction and the way of looking at things, you can look no further than Stephen. You know, here he was trying to show them a better way, show them a better path, show them a different way of doing things. And what happened? He was stoned. Uh, they didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to hear how these things could be changed and, and a better way could, could come about. They were, they were, they were, they seeped in their ways. They were, they were stuck in, in their ideology and how they were doing things. And so, um, this is what the writer of Hebrews is trying to tell us here, that there is a better way. There's a better way of doing things the way that they were. The way that they were doing, uh, is, it was, well, they were dead, uh, in their trespasses. They, they were dead in, in, in their works. Because, see, when you looked at the, um, uh, the priest here, uh, everything was very physical. If everything was very outwardly. First of all, you had to be um, under the lineage of Aaron, all right? And so there were different, even physical aspects uh, to what they were doing in order for them to become a priest. Uh, in fact, there was over 142 uh, discrepancies that could keep them from being a priest. I mean, everything from uh, a blemish, uh, a, a skin disease, a missing limb, uh, things of that nature could, uh, could bar them from being a priest, and they had, uh, you know, er again, everything had to be, uh, was based on outward uh, appearance, uh, based on uh, their, um, their outward ability uh, to, uh, uh, to be able to be close to God, to have a relationship with God. Uh, they had to be baptized by water. They had to uh, wear uh, uh, a certain type of, um, of clothing, an outfit, and a turban or, or, or head uh, wearing. Uh, they had to be anointed with oil. Uh, they, you know, there's all these different things they had to do outwardly you know and that goes back to really when i was talking about in regards to this uh the steingard character um you know there's a lot of people out there who think uh outwardly they have to do certain things outwardly they don't understand what grace is they don't understand the free gift of salvation they don't understand uh what christ has come to do just like the writer of hebrews was trying to get through to these individuals here that the, the jews that were were so stuck in their tradition uh that he's trying to explain to them that when jesus christ when he when he that he was the high priest in the order of Melchizedek. see all these they had to be in order to be a priest you had to be uh, from the tribe of levi and jesus christ was from the tribe of judah and so when he gave his life, when he shed that blood, that uh, we were no longer held uh, by the Old Testament law. Now, 
and I explained this here, uh, uh, I think Sunday night or might have been last Wednesday, even though that we do not belong uh, to uh, have to adhere to Old Testament law because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross, his shedding of, the, of his blood atoned forever. Because remember, you know, the, the priests, they had to be without blemish. They, they had to, uh, to be sure that they were, uh, were not being sinful in order to go uh, to God. They had to be, uh, they, they, you had to go through them in order to get to God. But see, Jesus Christ changed that. You could go directly to the Father. There's no longer an in between us and God. And so, uh, you know, so with Jesus Christ, he became that high priest forever. You know, how, you know these priests that uh, we're looking at in the Old Testament, uh, they, they died. They had to be replaced. But Jesus Christ was high priest forever. So um, no longer do they have to uh, uh, adhere to those uh, practices because they were sinful, because they couldn't adhere to the Old Testament law, to every letter of the law, which has been impossible to do. See, as I, so many, so many men and so many churches have put it in a place that you have to adhere to certain things. What's well, impossible to to adhere to what man says you have to do? You know, man says you have to act a certain way, you have to be a certain way, you have to look a certain way in order to get into heaven. Well, people can't do it. They they can only they can only go so far, and and they give up. They're like, what's the point? I can't do this. You know, I I can't be good enough. You know, how many times have you heard that when you buy somebody to church? Well, I'm not good enough. Why do they say that? Because they have heard so many times that, well, you know, you have to be at a certain level or you can't come to church. You have to look a certain way or you can't come to church, you know. And so, which is further, nothing could be further from the truth. None of us are perfect. None of us can, can reach that level of perfection. And they couldn't either. They couldn't hold up to all the Old Testament rules and regulations of the law. So a blood sacrifice had to be given all right, for them to uh, atone for those sins because they couldn't keep the very letter of the law. Jesus Christ gave his life, shed his blood, so that we could be able to go before the Father. All right, so that makes us worthy, makes us, you know, so, because on our own we can't be good enough. It is all through God, Jesus Christ's blood that makes us good enough to be able to stand before the Father. And so, you know, we can't uh, adhere to the Old Testament law and uh, every letter of law. That's why Jesus gave his life so that we didn't have to do that. Now, we're not um, no longer regulated uh, to obey the Old Testament law, all right? Uh, however, all right, is, but we still have the Ten Commandments. Uh, we still have that moral law. We still have those things that, uh, you know, basically the Ten Commandments summed up uh, the Old Testament law. And, uh, but one thing's for sure that if we, you know, God's word tells us that we see the Ten Commandments, uh, reinforced again in, in the New Testament. But, uh, but one thing that we can do that Jesus tells us is, is to what? To love the Lord like God with all of our heart, all of our soul, with all of our strength, all of our might, and what? To love our neighbor as ourselves. And so if we can do that, then we are going to obey the Ten Commandments. We're going to, to live up uh, to uh, what um, that moral law, those things that God has set in place. So we're going to live up to that anyway. But how many people can really actually do that? See, that's what takes work. It takes practice. It takes growing in the Lord. It's not something we can do on our own. It's something we have to, uh, you know, you know it's, it's that God strengthen us. He helps us in his word daily. That's why we have to stay in this so that, so that those things don't creep in our head to discourage us, to try to draw us away from God. See, you know, we're talking about this uh, Jonathan Steingard and how, you know, he's, he all of a sudden decided he, uh, there was no God. Well, it makes you wonder, you know, first of all, you know, did he even know Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior? And two, even if, uh, uh, if he had made a profession of faith, which again begs to question, uh, was he spending any time in the Word? Was he spending any time in prayer? See, you can't live a life separate from God. You can't live a life uh, in a complete opposite direction and expect to be close to him. You know, you draw close to God, he's going to draw close to you. And so that's why it's imperative and important that we stay in the Word. We stay in prayer. Why? So that we can have that close, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, that close, intimate relationship with God, so that we can grow closely with Him. And so that when those thoughts that the devil wants to throw in our head that uh, that God isn't real or the Bible is fallacy, we know, hey, we have that discernment. We have that wisdom to say, hey, what? That is wrong. That is not true. All right? So we see this here that... Uh, 
uh, in, the, in that ordination uh, is what I was trying to get at here, and that ceremonial ordination as far as the garments, the anointing, the the washing, uh, the uh, and um, oh yeah, they even had to be touched with blood. Uh, they had to be touched by their right ear, their thumb, and their big toe with blood. The priest did uh, in order to uh, uh, to be able to go into the holy of holies. See, we're no longer stuck in the courtyard. We go directly to God. In fact, I was uh, reading one illustration. I thought made a lot of sense. Uh, see, how was it? See, there was a, um, uh, I forgot where it was at. Anyway, this priest and this pastor would, would pass each other uh, each and every day. And they would well, they'd be friendly. They would talk. They would say hi. Well, um, one day this priest asked him, I said, why don't you pray to the saints? He said, um, uh, uh, he said, if you pray to the saints, let's see, how was it? He said, um, it would be like if you were trying to get through to the French ambassador and um, you went through uh, his secretary and in order to get through that secretary, you were able to reach the French ambassador and talk to him directly. So the pastor smiled and I said, well, he said, imagine this. He said, what if your father was the president? And you got up one morning, and you and he's leaving for to do his job, and you hugged him and told him goodbye, and then you go downstairs, and you talk to the secretary and try to get through the secretary to talk to the uh, an ambassador, to talk to the uh, uh, one who's above him, to finally get through to talk to your father to say hello. You know, and so that's exactly what they were doing. They were going around the long way of the bend. All that's been cut out. You know, these priests, all that has been cut out. We have a direct line to God now. And so because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. Now, I'm sure, I know I didn't say that illustration um, exactly, but you get, the, you get the point, the gist of what I'm trying to tell you, is that we have that direct communication between us and God. We don't have to pray to the saints. We don't have to uh, uh, go through a priest. We don't have to go through these things. We can go straight to God with our problems because of what Jesus Christ has done. So uh, uh, that uh, I thought was uh, pretty cool. Uh, let's see here. So now if perfection had been attainable, we saw here in 11, the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need would there have been for another priest to arise after the order of Melchizedek rather than one named after the order of Aaron? So again, we see just what we're talking about here, uh, that uh, that they, there's no way to be to be perfect enough at all for what they were doing. Everything was on the on the uh, physical uh, of what they had to do. But see, what who Jesus Christ was was internal. He was God in the flesh. You know, uh, there was nothing external about him. Everything in him was eternal, uh, internal uh, for who he was, and that he was not in in the line of uh, lineage of Aaron. He was not of the tribe of Levi. He was of the tribe of Judah. All right, so um, let's see here. Verse 12, for when there is a change of the priesthood, there is necessarily a change in the law as well. Uh, for the one whom these things are spoken belong to another tribe for which no one has ever served at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord was descended from Judah, as I was just talking about, and in connection with the tribe of Moses and nothing about priests. So everyone knew that Jesus from the uh, was not from the tribe of Levi, just like I was talking about. And uh, he wasn't just another man. He wasn't just another uh, one who was in line to be priest. He was God Almighty. And um, um, I was going to say, um, lost my train of thought there for a second. But you know, anyway, he was our, he's our God. He is, he is Jesus uh, Christ, our Lord and Savior, all right? So he is not just another man. That's what makes him stand out uh, above all the others. Uh, verse 15, this becomes even more evident when another priest arises in the likeness of Melchizedek. Uh, remember, Melchizedek, he had no beginning, no end. I mean, we talked about that, that that was a pre-incarnation uh, of Jesus. There was those who, uh, that theophany, all right? There was those out there, uh, or Christophany, uh, that uh, would try to say that, um, that it would argue that that wasn't uh, Christ incarnate, but he had no beginning, had no end. Uh, he was a type of Christ, everything falling in line uh, with that theophany uh, that we discussed. Uh, who has become priest on the basis of legal requirement concerning bodily descent, but in the power of indestructible life. Okay, so we see that there, that, uh, that Levitical priest, that, that everything that was external, uh, that, uh, that Jesus became priest based on that internal, like what we were just discussing about. And uh, for the witness of him. 
You are priests forever after the order of Melchizedek. Uh, for on the one hand, a former commandment set aside because of its weakness and uselessness. For the law made nothing perfect, but on the other hand, a better hope is introduced, which we draw near to God. Now, understand one thing, you know, that, uh, that I want to bring out uh, before we close here uh, is dispensationalism. And uh, there are those out there who have the belief that Israel uh, is not the church, that the church is not Israel. And I told you before about the professor I had who, uh, who went berserk when I dared to disagree with his dispensational viewpoints. In fact, he was equating dispensationalism with salvation and uh, nothing to be further from the truth. And you have progressive dispensationalism that uh, think that those uh, things that will be fulfilled uh, after the millennial uh, uh, reign uh, in regards to uh, Israel uh, and that uh, those who um, uh, were... Uh, yeah, here in a second, those who are of the church will be fulfilled in heaven, and those uh, that are uh, on earth are still yet to be fulfilled in those types of situations. But uh, we can look very carefully, particularly uh, in uh, Jeremiah uh, 31, 31 through 34, uh, that uh, the church very much is uh, Israel. And because we they, they were grafted in. In fact, I want if you we got just a second here. I like if we look at First Peter, uh, chapter two, verses four through ten, uh, just to bring this out. Uh, let's see here. Bring a little understanding to this. Um, yeah, First Peter chapter two, verses four through ten. I just want to make sure I'm telling you right on that. Um, says, uh, as you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ, for it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whosoever believes in him shall not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, and a stone stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumbled because they disobeyed the word as they destined, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are a God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So we understand that the church very much, and if you get a chance, go back and look at Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34, that the church is Israel. We're entitled to the, all those same promises that Israel was promised to because, again, of what Jesus Christ done, because he is that high priest forever. And that changed everything. That changed all those different uh, uh, type of Old Testament uh, rules and regulations. Uh, in fact, you can go back at a lot of these things we're talking about in regards to the priest. You can look at Leviticus 21, 16 through 23. You can go back and read that. And uh, uh, so uh, going on here, uh, for law made nothing perfect, but on the other hand, a better hope is introduced through which we draw near to God, and it was not without an oath. For those who formerly became priests were made such without an oath, but this one was made priest with an oath by, by the one who said to him. All right, get out here in a second. But um, let's try to think here. Oh, and, and again, you know, one thing I was talking about uh, the other day was talking about uh, nostalgia. And because uh, I Monday marked my 29 year uh, time that I had graduated high school, and it's easy to want to uh, to look back. It's easy to uh, uh, want to uh, glorify uh, your past, so to speak. And uh, but we have a selective memory, and things the good old days sometimes weren't as great as as we sometimes like to think. And uh, that's the problem. See, that's what we're, the, the the writer of Hebrews getting here is that he's trying to introduce something better. You know, this is, uh, the word better was used, uh, I think, uh, 12 out of 18 times um, the, the, in, in the Greek uh, for the word better. And he's trying to show them that there is a better way than what they were adhering to. You know, they were looking back and thinking that was the greatest thing in the world because of Moses and, and what he had, had seen and what he had done. And that's that's what they were, were clinging to. And he's trying to say, look, I've got something better. You know, what uh, us as Christians, that's what we need to explain to individuals, that 
no matter what the world has to offer, no matter what the world is trying to tell everyone out there, that we have something better. We have something far greater than the world has to offer. And the world will, uh, will give you temporary fixes, will give you temporary peace, will maybe even give you temporary numbness. Some people just want to be numb. But here's the thing. We have something better. We have God Almighty. We have Jesus Christ that will give you true, long-lasting peace. That You don't want to be numb. You want to feel. God gave us feelings for a reason. But true, long-lasting peace, true, long-lasting love, true, long-lasting joy, and eternity in heaven. Remember, everybody's going to live forever. Everybody's going to have an eternal state. It's just a matter of where you're going to be. Either you accept Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, and you can spend eternity in heaven, or you can reject what Christ has to offer, a better way, and you can spend an eternity in hell. So that is your choice where you want to be. People say, well, that's not fair. God would send, God is love. He wouldn't send anybody to hell. Well, God uh, is love. True, he does love. He doesn't condone sin. And he and you have to accept his son, uh, Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, if you want to spend eternity with him. If you don't, you choose where you want to be. You choose if you want to be in heaven or you choose if you want to be in hell. That is completely, totally up to you. And you have to make that choice. You have to make that decision. So that's what we have to do. Just like the writer of Hebrews trying to explain to these Jews who have been so stuck and adherent to these traditions and these regulations, just like the opening illustration of, of that Russian guard who had been doing, carting nothing and have been, they had been since 1776 to the early 1900s and, uh, and forgot even as to why they were even doing it. You know, they might have even forgotten even why they were even uh, doing what they were doing in regards to trying to hold on to these, uh, this Levitical law and, and this Old Testament law and all these things when they're trying to show them a better way. And they hated them for it. That's why they persecuted uh, Peter and Paul and, and Stephen. We always see these things because they, wanted, they didn't want to hear about the Messiah. They didn't want to hear about a better way. They wanted to stay stuck in their ways and their traditions and their laws. And really, you can replace laws with legalism because there are so many people with legalistic ideas out there. You have to do this, this, and this. You have to be baptized. Or you have to do this or you're not getting to heaven. That's ridiculous, man. We can't work our way in. It is grace through faith, all right? It's a, otherwise, you know, if it's works of our own, we would boast, and so you know, when we understand grace, we understand forgiveness, we understand God's love, then we can truly understand and appreciate what Jesus Christ done for us. Let us have a word of prayer. Therefore, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this, uh, your words uh, this evening. And Lord, just uh, help us to cling to your grace, your mercy, your joy. Help us, Lord Jesus, not to uh, uh, think that uh, there's something better out there. And Lord, there are some people out there may well, well they may be looking back at uh, uh, becoming, uh, staying in, steeped in, in Jewish tradition. How does that apply to me? Well, Lord, we know that uh, we can't look at uh, outward appearance. We can't look at works, but understand your grace and your mercy. And once we understand that, then we will fall back into our old ways of thinking and doing things. And Lord, for someone watching this evening that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Appreciate everybody watching this evening. And again, I sincerely apologize for all the mess of trying to get this to stream out this evening. I sincerely apologize and uh, wasted too much time messing around with it. Dad will probably give me a good uh, lecturing. <laughs> <laughs> later but uh for wasting so much time on it and i apologize but um don't forget this sunday we'll be inside the church and so be sure to come on out from 11 to 12 you don't want to miss it you want to be here and a lot of people have been giddy and excited to uh, get back into the swing of things so uh praise god uh we're going to try to give it a good try and see what happens mrs graves i appreciate those kind words thank you but i uh, hope everybody has a great and wonderful and blessed evening remember i'm just a nobody trying to tell you about somebody thanks